Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Well, the excitement is mounting today and mushrooming and snowballing and skyrocketing. We're going to find out today what is ham radio all about and what is bounty hunting all about. My good friend John Sanders, one of my favorite anchormen, John and I are going to be chatting with Mr. Nicola Payone. Mr. Payone headlined in vaudeville at the Palace Theater. He was a famous vaudevillian and songwriter. And today he's a restaurant uh, owner, restaurateur. i got to confess, I've never been to his restaurant. That's called Truth and Advertising. But if the restaurant is as good as he is as a singer or as he was as a vaudeville headliner, it's got to be a great spot. It's got to be a good show today. A lot of excitement. My good friend Richard Ornstein might want, before we do Bounty Hunting with David Schultz, I'm going to ask the acclaimed writer in a moment, Joel Eisenberg, if he will introduce the acclaimed wrestler and bounty hunter. But first, Richard Ornstein is Mr. Physical Fitness, but on our show lately, he's Mr. Try and Stump Joe Franklin with some uh, tough trivia. And you gotta, you got to believe me, David, this is unrehearsed. If not, uh, well, I believe you. If not, you would toss me, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know you keep it straight. Keep it straight. Okay, see. Joe. Settle back, fire up a color teeny, and watch the pictures as they fly through the air. Thanks for diving us up, everybody. Ty Whip, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. But I'll tell you this quick story, and then you can decide if you want to use it. Use whatever the hell I want. The buddy that I mentioned that was my college friend who was the child actor. Right. Who's also the one, I think I've told you the story about when we were at college, and we left the bar one night, and he left driving. Him and a couple of my other friends were with him. I left with somebody else, and he was drunker than Cooter Brown and got stopped just on the way from the bar to our house and the cop pulled him over and he was obviously you know hammered and the cop was like you know well you're in big trouble son and he pulled out his wallet and he was like well with anything in here help <laughs> and the cop took the money and no let him shit. go wow i mean that's like something that you it seems like straight off a horrible tv show but he uh but this same guy and the reason he got pulled over on that occasion is because he drove a Jeep. This is like a classic bro college story, but he had a Jeep that we used to take mud and everything. I'll talk, like mm -hmm. an old, you know, beat up renegade Jeep. It was a blast for co perfect for college. But something had gone wrong with this hood latch and it had come, it flew up. His hood had. As he's going down yeah, the road. Yeah, that's what got him stopped. Well, <laughs> and he's drunk. And he's drunk. And there's two other people in, in the Jeep with him. Well, the same. Guy, same Jeep. Me and one of my best friends. So who, the two other people actually saw. Yes. If they hadn't have seen this, I wouldn't have believed it. But that's him that, paying off the car. Right. Yeah. No. But that almost makes it even crazier. I know. Because now you got two witnesses that you bought this cop. Well, and this was kind of a university cop situation, right. but still a cop. Yeah, still a uh, law enforcement. But me and one of my best friends, who is a guy that we grew up with trying to think of what name to use for him we'll call him the prep 
the one that got that the general sent a dirty piece of toilet paper to in college we later found out i don't know that story this is the prep best friend of my me and the lawman and this guy were all really close friends in high school he had oh don't sorry wrong person yeah i got my who was the guy that got the oh (laughs) no i didn't even know that story Uh, no, this was me and the prep. Okay, gotcha. And we went to college, we, you know, we went to yes. college together right out of high school. And this, we had made good friends and become best friends with the Mr. Child Actor, Dr. Jeep. And he was having trouble with his Jeep. And we went up to this, I mean, hole in the wall, shade tree mechanic type place in this college town. And he was thinking he might have a leak in his gas tank. Mm-hmm. We're over there talking to one of these guys, you know, like this is straight out of a scene out of vacation, you know, his car breaks down in the middle of the wilderness, you know, and he's he's just sitting there holding the wrench, Uh you know, hitting it in his hand. We're sitting there talking to one of these guys and my buddy's like, yeah, you know, I think I think his thing's leaking gas. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, you got you got a little leak in your gas tank there. He's like. So-and-so, I don't even remember his name. You know, he's he's under there fixing it up for you right now. We look over there. <laughs> this guy is laying on his back underneath this thing, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> soldering up a gas tank. With, I mean, sure as shit, just you can see, you know, little beads of gas right. just whizzing right past that lit, lit cigarette. God, I just thought that guy is living the high life. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. If you're smoking a cigarette under a leaking gas tank, you you're going full throttle. You probably don't really care too much. Nope. Not you're not worrying about the balance of your 401k at that point. You're what we like to call a free spirit. No kidding. I think if you're pretty much smoking while you're working on a car in general, that's just a good sign of Especially if you don't ash. That's really taking it to the well, next level. We, we, I know we've mentioned the guy we worked with putting down contact cement while smoking in a closed, tiny room, never ashing. I swear, that that guy's cigarettes defied physics. There's a lot that defied physics. That hair, that flat top Boy, buzz cut. That was the definition of high and tight. And what, 40 years out of... <sighs> You think Out those fashion? You think those corners were crisp at his house? Oh man, that that brother rocked a pocket protector. Yes, and he wore the fallen down white dress shirt, short sleeve, and he wasn't messing around. And the horn rim glasses. He didn't have no time for our bullshit. No, he was always nice to us. Oh, he was nice, but he just he just his shook his head like, oh, this generation. I fucking yeah, tell you fucked. what, we are fucked. Well, this is Can You Hear Me, the podcast with Ty and Gustav. Going to tell stories about Heavy while he's gone. I'm going to do Heavy as Senior Wences here for this episode. <laughs> with your belly? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we got three mics still up. Oh, my gosh. I wonder what he's doing right now. I strum an acoustic guitar. Tugging it. <laughs> Slow tug. <laughs> you can find us on all sorts of social media, but you can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us. We have a Can You Hear Me Pod Twitter account, but you can also find me on Twitter at RealGustav. 
I am at TyWeb3000. And the one and only Heavy Longmire is at Longmire Heavy, so tweet him and tell him to get his ass back in studio. And there should be at least one fake Heavy Grinder account. One we fake say fake, and one you can't see the air quotes. And one real. Right. But they're there. <laughs> Just thinking about Gra- Brad, thinking about Grinder. Well, you know, <laughs> I tried to get Brad to come out here with me. And really? I, yes, I did. That's, that's a long way for it's him. A long, I told him I would meet him, and I would drive the last part, but when I told him where, he's like, fuck that town. <laughs> I'm not going there. I won't, I'll try not to take that personally, Brad. I, I don't think you should, but he didn't know anything about the town. That doesn't surprise me. But he me. went ahead and just wanted to it's say, It's not exactly that. a small, you know... Out of the out of the way place, but it's just, he was just objecting to the general name of the town. But yeah, anyway, that doesn't surprise it, me. It was Brad last night. He t- texted me at about eleven o'clock saying he asked what you were wearing. No, he's like Ryan wants a pistol. <laughs> okay, I'm like so you got somebody after well, him, or maybe he said he wanted to buy a pistol, and I'm like okay, <laughs> he's looking for one with the serial numbers, and then he says file down. Sorry if you're asleep. <laughs> What time was it? It was about 11. Oh, God. So I, I went and I said, well, you know, I took pictures of the, of the pistols in the safe. I'm like, you know, this is, I like this one, but this is okay. Right. And he's like, Ryan says, fuck you. <laughs> and your recommendations. <laughs> and he sent me some very unflattering pictures of Ryan looking a little bit uh, under the weather. I got me an SR9 that I'm pretty fond of. That's we cool. need to go out there shooting. We need to shoot. Yeah. It's getting although it's getting pretty damn hot to shoot. I know. Well, that's why we need to we need to get on it now or just or we shoot, postpone it. Shoot late in the as long as we we shoot after the sun's gone past those trees, we'll be all right. Yeah, that's true. But if it's in the middle of the day, it's not fun to shoot right now at all. Well, that I, last time we went out there, it was starting to creep up and get warm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, we shoot shoot some skeet too. Oh man, I love that. And that's that's what we need to do more of. I'll bring my rose colored glasses. You John Conleys. Boy, I'm telling you. I, I we'll have to wait for them to bail the pasture. We can't shoot the long range, but they've been working on the long range for rifles too. Oh, okay. But it, it's it's too high up in that bottom right now to see it. But y'all should, sell that? Uh we leased that, that hay pasture. Okay. Is it a, like hay grazer or yeah. Or, okay. yeah. He ought to be bailing it pretty soon. So. They roll it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anybody that Square bells, anything, anything other than alfalfa. Man, if I, I know I mentioned it on the last episode, but the last time I saw the lawman, which was a while ago, but you know how it is with him. Like yes. you, you hadn't seen him in five years and you just pick right up on whatever conversation you were just Literally. having. But we both had a similar experience recently to where it's, I mean, it's just a testament to the power of the old factory. Uh-huh. But if I drive by, and smell that fresh cut. And right. there's something about, I mean, and of course it was square bells for us. Yeah. You know, I mean, round bells are easy to haul, but that smell just, it will turn my stomach. I mean, it brings back way too many bad memories. So, you know, every once in a while I'll drive past something and it's been a while, but have you ever smelled something fresh cut that has kind of a vanilla scent to it? <laughs> You like <laughs> Hey, sir. We might have to drop that for my own purposes. I may have got too specific there. We'll just bleep a bunch of that out. Start over? Well, sometimes... 
<laughs> you got to draw my mind back. I got a little wondering. You let got, me, you let me take it little, off. Get back take a little here. sip. So you're driving past a field that's been cut recently. Right. And you might smell kind of a vanilla scent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what species of grass that that's tied to. I don't know. But I know what you're talking about. Now, there's... um. There's a species of, and it's not a hay, it's not a grazing grass, of species of grass called, uh, Hercloe odoratus, which is commonly known as sweet grass. Yeah. Yeah. And the Indians, excuse me, Native Americans. Easy there, John. Apologize. Dial. Apologize. They kiss would make it. sweet grass. Br- oh, baby, I can't kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> they would make sweet grass braids and burn them or, yeah. you know, put them with their dance clothes and stuff like that. That actually has, vanilla in it or the same compound but it's also the same compound that people used as a blood thinner uh waferin oh okay the chemical compound there and and true vanilla does too it's all tied together chemically but that's one of those things it's like okay so i wonder about these other grasses when i've smelled this and it doesn't happen very often it's just every once in a while huh and i wonder like what species of grass that's just growing in, in pastures has that same compound in it. One of the things that stands out the most to me about vanilla is <laughs> <laughs> one of the things. One of me. Don't get me started. I think it was, you, you'll probably remember this better than me, but wasn't it a Family Ties episode to where somebody was an alcoholic and they were drinking vanilla extract? Wasn't it uh, Mallory? Was it? I think it okay. was Mallory. It yeah. was family ties, though. I think so. Man, I remember as a kid, that that stuck with me. Yeah. I was like, if you see somebody drinking vanilla extract, you know they've really got a problem. But it's got to be the real vanilla extract, oh, yeah. not the imitation. No, no, it's got to be. I'm sure the, there's some kids the good stuff. drinking a damn uh, imitation vanilla. Getting Well, well that, I think that's the precursor of like robo-tripping. How did somebody figure that out? Man. I mean, I've never uh, done that. I don't know how somebody figured it out, but I know that that when it got rampant with teenagers yeah. doing it, and boy, that, you talk about take off. Well, because I mean, so easy to get, yeah. so easy to do. Along these lines, I always get nitrous when I get my teeth cleaned. Okay, mark that. And you know, I've had some dental trauma <laughs> in my youth. Some of those stories are not for air. Not for air. Those are live event stories. Dental dam trauma. Dental dam. The other day, Ryan and Brad were confused by dental dams on Below the Belt. I don't know if you heard that. I I feel like I'm caught up, but maybe I'm not, because I don't remember totally, that. What is a dental dam? How does it work? No, I haven't heard that. Yeah. I need to. Anyway. Maybe if Brad would have got his ass out here, he could have told me. We could have demonstrated. We could have done a little crosstalk on you it. Know. Anyway, but I, yes, I've had some... Major dental trauma. So I don't like going to the dentist. So I'm like, get my teeth clean. Give me the nitrous. Well, I can tell you that our kid dentist, of course, you may have gone to a different one because the one that I went to as a kid didn't offer the gas. No, we didn't have the gas then. No, this was all did this you, was as an adult. <clears throat> did you go to the same kid dentist that I did? The one that went to school with our parents? Yes. He was not gentle. No, at not all. At all. No. I mean, he it, was borderline sadistic. It was like Marathon Man every time you went. Exactly. It was a cross between Marathon Man and Steve Martin yes. in the Little, uh, Shop. Little Shop of Horrors. Absolutely. It was a tough time. Well, usually I have an older lady that's the dental hygienist. Hey, now. Not not the good kind. And 
you know, and I've had the same one for years and years, but I went in this last, uh, I guess, two weeks ago, and it was a young girl, and I'm like, now I'm like, hey, now. All right. And it was in a different spot. It's not a big office, but I wasn't in the normal chair that I always go to, because I guess that's her chair, you know, over here, and this sure. is a different girl. And she's like, okay, well, I see you, you always get the nitrous, so this is the setting. And I'm thinking, all right, because normally... There's just a little moment of time when they put it on that you get. To me, it's like a spin. Like the whole world starts to spin. Right. And it's that perfect spot. And then it only lasts for a brief time. And then they do something that knocks you out of that. And you're still under the effect of nitrous. You're just not in that euphoric place. Right. And you never get back to it. I went so damn deep. I don't know if the regulator at this other chair was different. Somebody stepped on a knob. I'm a, it was like the, the valve broke or something. It was like a fucking roller coaster. I hit that place, and I hit it again, and I hit it again. And then I freaked I mean, not freaked out, but I started puking. I had to get up and Damn. puke in the trash can. And she felt bad, like it was something she's done. I'm like, no. She taking is- a hit? Uh, yeah, she. <laughs> but it was like, holy shit. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm actively breathing through my mouth so I'm not breathing it in trying to self-regulate at this point because it had gotten so heavy. I'm offended. And I was talking with the dentist and she's in a, she's been doing it a long time. She's like, yeah, I think that's a, just a natural reaction if you do right. start going through. You try to throw up. It's like the yeah. warning sign because physiologically, other than I guess passing out asphyxiation, but as long-term use, there's not any real side effect except right. pernicious anemia. Yeah, you, your cells just aren't getting enough oxygen over long term. But other than asphyxiation, there's real no danger. But fuck, my body was like, fuck this Man. shit. I had to get up and I'm I'm wobbling around as I'm trying to, you know, not throw up everywhere. Ripping your gown off. Yes, I took my pants off. She didn't understand <laughs> that. Had some explaining to do about the underwear. You're grabbing all the toothbrushes. Right. I'm, I'm taking all of these motherfuckers. I I will definitely have it again. But if I'm in that chair, I'm going to say, let's take it a little easy. Let's go slow. The only time that I've had the gas is I had to get my wisdom teeth taken out as an adult about, it's been about, let's see, almost 10 years ago. Yeah. And they were all cockeyed and given, you know, I was having nerve trouble. They didn't sedate you? Well, they they started me with the gas and then they did like the daytime sleepiness sedation and course i didn't you know i mean i was awake but i didn't remember any right. of it but they i mean they were so the surgeon told me they were so hard to get out you know and he was basically doing the old standing on you. standing on me ripping on it said you know we need to go another 20 minutes and said i gave the okay i was like sure i'm sure i gave the okay but and i was evidently cracking some inappropriate jokes afterwards when they were willing right. me out none of which i remembered that's unfortunate i wish we'd been rolling on that but to to hit the bragging montage I was genetically blessed teeth-wise. Uh-huh. I've never had a cavity. Wow. And I have not been to the dentist. And you can see my teeth are perfectly fine, right? I can. I will sign shining, an affidavit. Shining brightly at you right. right now. I have not been to the dentist in, let's see, I got that done. Well, you're saying you're not having cleanings done? Nope. I haven't been to the dentist in seven years. Wow. What the fuck are you doing? Well, I mean, I've got my own Sonic care. What do I need to go pay somebody, you know, fucking $300 to clean my teeth You're for not me. having a damn cleaning done. I, I do my own cleaning. You're a damn savage. Hey, I got floss. 
I got an electric toothbrush. I've got a dental hygienist. What else I'm do I sure, need? I'm sure you do. Now, I also have not been to the doctor. Do you want to hear this? Yes, absolutely. I want to hear this. I, I had to go to the doctor because I was in an automobile accident years ago, a few years ago. And I had to go to the doctor for a little while after that. And I've had to go to the, I mean, I've gone to the dock in the box for a, you know, a shot or a, You're one of these guys that's an, just going to be like, oh, Ty died. That might be. Because, I, I mean, I've had to go a couple times to, you know, dock in the box for an antibiotic or that kind of thing. But I have not been to a regular doctor checkup, you know, workup visit. Right. Since I moved back to the Metroplex, which was in, it's been 10 years. Holy shit. You think I need to go? You're 43. You damn sure need to go. You need to have somebody other than me or Heavy put their finger up your butt. I have had that done, but I mean, I have had that done by a doctor. Right. Um, Not just friends. But it's it's been, I, yeah, I guess I, I probably, I'm probably due to do that again. No, you're, you're definitely, I mean, that's. I'm walking a fine line. You're, you're yeah. I, I guess I need to get me a doctor. You probably need to get a doctor. And it's not easy to get a doctor now. I know mine stopped taking new patients. Well, I come from a long line of men who didn't go to the doctor. I ever. know it, you know. But I I mean, I, I need to get me a doctor. I shouldn't brag about that. It's a dumb thing to do. Well, if nothing else, we've opened up the conversation about why you need to have somebody put their finger up your butt. Well, and I shouldn't have bragged about not going to the dentist or not going to the doctor because shit's about to just all hit yeah, me at once, it's, I'm it's sure. All, I mean, you're getting old. I'm going to need a root canal and a full Keith Richards blood transplant I, about three weeks. I had a root canal on one of the teeth that got traumatized. That is not fun. Mm-mm. And it was it was a simple, it was one of the front teeth, so there's only like one root. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It still was one of the, and I've been hurt a lot. It was one of the most painful things ever. Was this done in the 903? Yeah, but not in our hometown. It was just like, this was almost uh, 15 years after the initial trauma. I don't even know what they, what do they actually do in a they root They drill canal? the root out, and then they pack it with gutta percha. So Can you get that at Trader Joe's? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. over by the, uh, I think I've seen the almond butter. It's by the vegetable chili. Yeah. I don't like Trader Joe's. Man, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I mean, they don't, have them, they don't have them in the 903, first off. So. That place is awesome. But I would go to them when I was working in <clears throat> Oregon. Have you been lately? No, it's been so a long time. you need time. to go back and revisit. I'll tell you what, we'll make a day of it together. We'll go to Trader Joe's, and then we'll go find me a doctor. Yeah, because that's how it works. Well, we'll do you it. You just go find a doctor. We'll, hey, we'll, we'll do a road trip, get us some Trader Joe's chili, and go find us a damn doctor. I would be interested... Kind of. So Heavy's gotta, trying to sell me on a shaman. So I got it. Well, Heavy wants to be your primary care physician. I know. Every time I go over there, he starts putting them damn gloves on. He didn't. Yeah. But they're not, they're not latex. They're no. those, those gloves for, uh, they're like dishwashing gloves. Right, those yellow ones. <laughs> he pops them at me. He's you want dr- the jelly or you don't want the he's jelly? Dr- drawing a little face with a sharpie on him. <laughs> So I've been kicking around two ideas. I just had a million dollar idea. Now, I haven't been kicking them around enough seriously that I've invested any time or money into them. Okay. But my first thing, I have thought about talking about field trips, the ability for us to record quality audio mobile. Are we finally going to do the uh, Appalachian Trail? 
Yeah, because Heavy's definitely in shape for that. I was the fastest in my class. Talk about needing a doctor. <laughs> oh, you know what we need to do is that Texas Safari, Water Safari. Have you seen that? I have not seen that. What's that? It's. Uh, I just saw an article on it the other day. I don't know any of the details on it, but I'm going to read the article. This is fascinating. Yeah, it's really good. It involves water and a canoe trip, and it's long. I got a canoe and a kayak. We should, man, it looks like a lot of fun from the pictures. I haven't read the article yet. We put heavy in the kayak. Have you ever done whitewater rafting? Yeah. That's a blast. Yeah, that's great. Especially if you do it like on some serious rapids. Yes. You get early in the season. Uh, Heavy and I did up in uh, around, I think, five points on the Col- or, uh, on the Arkansas up in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, before the gorge. I went with some buddies and did the Akoa in North Carolina. Right. And man, I heard, that that's, was, I heard that's some good stuff up there, it too. It was a blast. Because they had some that you could do that were serious you need a guide rapids right. and then some that you could do in a kayak that were you know like level two at the yeah, most i haven't done a kayak i've only ever done whitewater in a raft it was a lot of fun because my kayaking skills are only suited towards north texas water the only eskimo rolls you do are with your wife yes and only if i, I have to ask for permission first <laughs> you're in that you're on that into it reddit tab quite a bit i've noticed <laughs> There may have been some Intuit cosplay, <laughs> little dress up. Oh, so much mushing going oh, on. Oh, yeah, some mucklucks. <laughs> Man, you do not want to see the picture in my head right now. Well, you know, I can tell you one of us looks better than the other. <laughs> oh, There's man. one you want to see and one you don't. So, you know, I know we could record audio on our phone and it would suck. Sure. And obviously, our normal setup is not portable. Right. This will be a lot to, to backpack through. Yes. I'm trying to think. You know, there's a couple of things, but it would be some cash outlay. So we're going to have to wait a while. What kind of places you want to go to? I don't know. Just us not us doing something. Like, like maybe take like, it out there on a, one of our shooting expeditions. Right. Like a, it's kind of like uh, Charles Kuralt on the road. Are we going to have two families? Yeah, exactly. Or some Bob, uh, some four country reporter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, that, now there's a show that when I was a young kid, I thought, when I was really young, I thought, man, this looks so boring. And then as I got older, I was like, this is awesome. Yes. But we, even though it was boring, we still watched it because there was oh, yeah. nothing else on. But it was, it combined two of our favorite things. Well, three of our favorite things, I guess. Interesting people, right? Unique stories, yes. And Dairy Queen, well, not originally, but right? Yes. But ultimately, yes. Towards the end, there, yes, absolutely. Yeah. What was that guy's last name? Bob? What? I don't know. We've talked about him like three or four times, and I've put it in the opens and stuff. It's it's it, not Bob Thomas. That's a car dealership. No, it's really embarrassing that we don't remember his Holy name. Shit, this is awful. We're getting old. We can't. We, first off, we can't remember what the hell we talked about in past episodes. Now we can't remember. I mean, I can I could I sketch can, out his I could tell I could sketch out his face right now I perfectly. Could courtroom report sketching right now for you. I could do an artist rendering that would blow your mind. I can do a pen and ink. Stevens. No. 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 Let me go through the alphabet. A. Start with A's. This is riveting radio. Well, the great thing is I'll cut out. All yeah, the cut out all this. Don't say it because I want to think of it. Or maybe I'll just leave the silence. <laughs> This is like a Brad layout. 
It was updated to Texas Country Reporter right. and syndicated it. It feels like a T. Made it a family affair. Got his wife, Kelly, in it. The problem is, is there's too many Bobs that we know from we our know history that are bobs. getting mixed in with this. I know a Bob Williams, but it's not it's him. It's going to kill you. Should I go through the alphabet? Is it going to kill me no. if I don't? It's Phillips. Phillips. Bob Phillips. Texas Country Reporter, Bob Phillips. Originally, it was, I can't remember if it was eight country or four country first. I, one of them, and then he switched. And I I think it was four country first, but I, I don't, so. I'm not for sure. I can't remember. But that's a great, is that show still on? I, I It may just be on the internet or something. Now, I don't know. But it was great. Man, you'd get to see somebody doing iron work and yeah. glade water. Here's a guy that's been collecting ep- issues of Time Magazine since 1943. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like this Earl from Gatesville has a collection of cuckoo clocks you've got to see. But, you know, just like you said, maybe... Have a blizzard. Maybe if we were shooting or, or you know, I know that the guys on the blowout have done their eating out episodes, and the audio has been a struggle Oh yeah, for that. I can imagine. So... It'd be something I'd want to work out before we really tried it. Now, the other thing I've been thinking about, and I brought this up with my brother because we kind of had, we were talking and had the same idea. What if we broadcast this via ham radio? Nice. We met, we talked about ham the other day. I know it. Boy, we could get so Art Bell on them. But that would be, you know, again, it wouldn't be live. We would broadcast the edited episode, so we don't have 30 minutes of silence like we just edited Trying out. Trying to figure out Bob Phillips' name. Yes. But, you know, since we're already going out here to our foreign listeners via the wonder of the internet, yeah. what about that guy with a ham radio in, in Zimbabwe? That's right. What are our Nova Scotia listeners exactly. going to do? There's people in Halifax or PEI that have never heard Can You Hear Me because the internet's too shitty. There. They don't know what they're missing. So I've been thinking about that. That's a good idea. Oh. What if we combined the two somewhat and just all three of us took off a year and just got in an RV and just hit the country? There you go. Because we can all fiscally afford to abandon our families for a year. It's a (laughs) (laughs) win-win. I've been at home without traveling for the most part for almost a year. I think they're about ready for me to go. (laughs) Your wife keeps playing that traveling down the dusty road commercial. She, she puts my suitcase out by the door of the mudroom each Monday just in hopes that I'll take it and go. Packing that thing every Sunday night. Just, just in case. <laughs> yeah, it's a dead giveaway. So, like I mentioned, I was with my brother uh, yesterday over at my parents, and my dad's got the smoker out. Uh-oh. But it's a new one he's not exactly used to. If he's like my dad. They're so obsessed with smoking stuff. Yeah, he does. He he does. And so he'd uh, he's trying to get the heat up, trying to get the feel for this new one. And he's over there feeding the firebox. And my brother went to dick around with it some. And he comes back over and sits down. And about 15, 20 minutes later, I hear my dad cussing. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because my brother had laid a fork on top of the firebox. Like a... Your, you know, brother, your brother's always up to something. Well, he's had some bourbon at this point. <laughs> so the Fine fork, quality top shelf bourbon? I don't think so. <laughs> and 903 bourbon. Well, they only get the top shelf stuff if I buy it for them for birthdays or Christmas. <laughs> as long as that lasts. Right. So let's see. What are we? We're in May now. That's that it's was, long yeah, gone. It's yeah. past second week in January. Yeah, it's, it's not there. So... I, my dad starts cussing. The fork has 
it was the tines of it. Are, it's you know it's a big turning fork, so the metal's okay, right? Cheap as it is, but the plastic handle has melted <laughs> and pulled and poured down the side of the firebox oh, and just no. a black slag of plastic. Nice. So my dad's you know giving him grief about it, and we're just laughing. He's like, "I'll fucking fix it." So and again, oh boy, he's had a fair amount of bourbon. The at only this thing point. worse than the crime is a cover up. Well, no, it's not a cover up. He's going to improve it now. Well, he's that's what I mean. Better. He's he's going to try to fix it. So but. he runs over and he welds a eight inch long, one inch square tubing handle onto this shitty little thin tine fork. He stick welded it. No, he he migged it. Okay, um, but I'm like, you're going to burn through it. It's like, fuck no, I'm not going to burn through it. <laughs> he didn't burn through it, but then he comes back, and I'm like. That's not going to hold. You're going to stick it in. It's just going to break off. I'll make it better. And he runs back. And he welds it on the other side. It's the ugliest damn thing. And then he's sitting there. He's still got his welding helmet up. Sure. Poking this ugly ass fork. And he's turning the meat looking at me like, fuck you. Fuck you. Look. Working. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. He made it better. And then we were over in the gun room later. And he's had more bourbon at this time. There was a problem with one of the safes. My dad got um, the electronic locks and i don't like those yeah and it wouldn't open oh and it's saturday you know it's like and he he actually uses that safe for other stuff too so like i'm like we're fucked till you can call him and see and my brother's like i'll fix it and he gets a crowbar oh boy he puts and we pushed on the door to see if maybe but he actually so he's gonna take the sophisticated well he lifted it enough put enough uh, English on it that it was able to, I guess there was a gun laying against the door. But anyway, he was very proud of himself because he'd worked two miracles. He'd healed the fork and he'd opened the tomb. All in a good day's all work. All in a good days of cheap bourbon. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, most stories with the cheap bourbon don't go that well. He, uh, he, you know, he's responsible. He doesn't drive anywhere he, and uh, when he's had it. But he came down shooting one day with us and with me and the kids and... <laughs> He was just sitting there, and he just he started getting the spins <laughs> out in the middle of a pasture. How <laughs> to get you? If my kids are in, you know, I don't drink, so my kids are like, "Is Uncle okay?" <laughs> blank, had to blank that out. Anyway, and he's like, "I'll be all right. <laughs> just, just leave me be, little ones." So I was like, "Yeah, well, that's your uncle. There you go." Yeah, all those times when we were kids, when our dads and uncles and everything would. You know, send us off on our way for a little bit. We had no idea what was going on. They were just trying to get get themselves together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my grandfather always had Jim Beam oh. and Dr Pepper. Uh, that was just a well. It, so many times growing up. I mean, how many times did you see family members or riding in the car as a kid when you know plenty of cocktails in the car? Oh hell yeah! And pre open container. And that was back when. You drove around on Sunday or yeah, Saturday evening. That's you, right. You'd go just drive around. You'd just go drive around and drinking. And I remember, this probably be like late 70s, my grandfather had a, it was a vinyl wraparound decal. Yeah. To put around your beer. Right. And it looked like a Pepsi label, but oh, it was tipsy. Boy. It's what it said. But So slick. But yeah, definitely seen that in play. Pull tab can of, you know, Coors Yellow. Oh, Yellow Belly. Yeah. Know, driving the, not in the back roads, just driving the yeah. farm to markets. 
when you remember those old big ass plastic Copenhagen spittoons that yes. you'd sit up on your dash. Yep. That takes me back. I saw one of those the other day. I, I don't remember. Somebody was selling it. It was like an advertisement or something. I was like, man, that took me right back to being about eight years old. Uh, the spit, the spittoon in general. I mean, like the real big ones. Oh. Did I ever tell you that my grandmother was on Wheel of Fortune? I think so. In 1979. I think you've mentioned that. Chuck Woolery. Chuck era. Woolery was era. the host. Yeah. And back then, you could... Was it 79? I think it was 79. 79 or 80. I think it's probably about 80, but still. Um, not to derail you. I think it was... It had to be either 79 or 80, because I, I remember I was... Like, I, was like, I think it started like 80 or 81. We'll fact check it. With Woolery? In general. No, no, no. He was he was on there even before then. Woolery, I think, Woolery was first. Yeah, I think he's I think he started in like 78, 77. I don't even. think it started that soon. All right, check it. I'm checking it right now. I think he started in like 78. Okay, right, we'll check it. Um, if I'm wrong, I will publicly apologize. All right. Well, when she was on it, they had a thing to where if you won, of course, Will of Fortune was much different then. Yes. But if you were the winner... Then you got to return, kind of like Jeopardy, right? Only up to three times. Okay. If if you won three times in a row, you had to you were off it after that. All right, I stand uh, corrected. I apologize. Kiss it. It said, and I did not know this. It started in seventy five. Did Woolery start in seventy five? Se- yes. Okay. Woolery started in seventy five to eighty one. I knew it was before then. I publicly apologize. Thank to you. you. Thank you. I'll expect full reimbursement. Alan Thicke wrote the theme music that was used from 75 to 83. I did not know that. R.I.P. Well, she, well, Granny, Granny Webb was such a smart ass Mm -hmm. that she won all three days. She got to be on there three days. Okay. And that was back when, you remember back in the old Wheel of Fortune, where you they do that little yeah. carousel of prizes choose, that you picked out, that was and then a better time it have your little Olin Mills picture up in the corner, and then it would show right. the prizes, and you'd pick out what you and want. Take the rest on a gift certificate. I still have a ring that she passed down to me. That's awesome from Tiffany and Company that she won on Wheel of Fortune. That's kick ass, and I'm sure you don't have the episode because it was so long no, ago. You know? I watched it. We yeah. watched it, you know, but no, I don't, I That's mean, great. it'd be awesome if I could figure out exactly when that was and try to, I would love to get a hold of any one of those three episodes. Oh would yeah. Be awesome. But I, I still have that ring. That's great. And I'm going to pawn it for bourbon this week. Well, you know, you do what you need to do. But it made for a good story. It, it made for good conflict. Now tell me about any family members you've had on 70s Game shows. I, I have had no family members on any game shows. Which game show did you want to be on the most as a kid? Well, I sure did love Price is Right. God, it was so good. Which which game did you want to play on Price is Right? Now, everybody wanted to spin that fucking wheel. I I, I didn't want to spin the, the showdown, wheel. The showcase showdown? I, I, the showcase showdown always made me nervous. Right. Because I, I always figured I'd fuck that up. Yeah. Because I never got it right, you know? But I think I... I always thought, of course, Plinko. Did you see where that guy broke the Plinko record this week? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Plinko was a big player. And we used it a couple of weeks ago on an episode, but the damn cliffhanger. The yodeler. That was great. the yodeler. I also always loved the the putting game. Yeah, yeah. 
And I like the one where you punched into the paper. Yes. And you pull it out. What about the one where, what about the, uh, the one with the car where you'd have to put the numbers together? And it pushed together? Yes. Yeah. I always you, thought I could get that one. You wanted to push them together. Oh, I, I wanted to push Diane Parkinson's together. The best part of Price is Right, though, was. Show, uh, if, to me, it was come on down. That's right. When they would run down that aisle. It would just be jugs just flying everywhere. And, uh, what was, what was the guy's name before Rod Roddy? Um, oh, shit. Was it Johnny? I can't remember, but he was awesome. Yeah. Rod Roddy was great, too. Rod Roddy, yeah. I got to look that up now. This is the episode of The Look Up. Fact checking. Price is Right time. was a great one. I loved. Old Family Feud with Richard Dawson yes, was amazing. Uh, yeah. I, that would have been great. Now, I, I don't think I would have gone on with my family. No, I just wanted to be Richard Dawson. Oh, I love Richard Dawson. He was so smooth. I love Match Game. Oh, yeah. That was Dawson so much Aaron fun to watch. Game, that was great. I always Pyramid. Pyramid was great. I always thought I could do well on Pyramid. If I could get matched up with Nipsey Russell, I felt like we could take on the world. Oh, Nipsey Russell was so great. I also um, loved Cell of the Century. Do you remember that one? Yes. With the suitca- the clear suitcase yes. full of money. Man, I hadn't thought about that in so long. Was that, uh, that wasn't Wink Martindale. No, that wasn't Wink Martindale. What was the, uh, I know he did Tic-Tac-Doe. Tic-Tac-Doe, I always loved that too. But what was the name of that? I can see that guy's face, the dark-haired guy that did Sell the century. Yeah, that's all he ever did. I think big butterfly collar. Yeah, hold on, I'm looking up. I'm looking up. Of course, that's pretty much anybody back then. You want to talk about something that I loved? Pressure luck. Yes, which the which uh, Strangest was on. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, not real time, but I. Seen and it. have you ever have you ever gone into the YouTube wormhole of the guys who figured out the pressure luck code? Yeah. That's great. They finally did a whole episode. You know, they didn't show him for a long time, and then Game Show Network showed that guy. Oh, really? Yeah, they showed the whole episodes and with the code. Yeah, and how he did it, and you know, figured out. And that guy's story is fascinating because he was he was John B. Right esque. Yeah, like he was always trying all these schemes to figure out, and he just figured out that pattern and got got on there. That's oh, the yeah. other thing. Not that, only did he figure it, but, right? And that's to me the bigger coincidence. All right, sell the century. Well, you know, that, that show existed back in the 60s to the 70s. I didn't realize it had an original run. I didn't know it was that old. But the one that we watched was Jim Perry. Okay. Yeah, and I don't remember him doing anything Sale else. of the century. I like Tic-Tac-Doe because it had that uh, real lame-ass dragon oh, yeah. animation. But Pressure Luck animation was great with the whammy that would come out. I know it wasn't a game show, really, but... And we talked about it the other day when we got together. It wasn't on the show, but uh, it was so hard to beat the old gong show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything about that was like that. If I was going to try to time capsule my childhood for somebody, it would have to include that show. Absolutely. It it was so wheels off and just crazy. And, and it was a perfect example of getting to watch something as a kid that wasn't made for kids. Right. But it was entertainment for kids. And you didn't get it. Right. I, I watched a clip the other day of the girls eating the popsicles. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure I saw that when I was young and didn't think anything of it, except that they're all laughing about it. Right. But now, it's like, holy shit, how did you even, you know, get away with this? That's the same way with the old newlywed game. Oh, I love that. I didn't want to be on that. I also loved... um 
Damn it. How about, and this is a little bit later when we're older, probably junior high, Burt Convy, win, lose, or draw when Burt Reynolds is on there. The best. That, I can't imagine how awesome, and I know they've done all these new stuff where they got lots of new celebrities and stuff, but being with 80s era Burt Reynolds. Now that is, that definitely has to go on the Mount Rushmore of shows I would have wanted to be there and experience. Yes. All those shows back then when they were drinking and just having the best time, it really felt like they just dropped a camera into them, you right. know, just hanging out. Well, I've seen interviews where they would talk about how match game, you know, they would record it in the evening. Right. And they would have a break and have drinks. Sure. And you can almost map out, okay, this must have been the first episode. And then the next episode, you know, they're a lot looser. And then the third episode, it's just wheels off. You know, Gene's laying down, kicking his feet on the ground. And I'm sure Match Game had to be, I mean, uh, Gong Show had to be the same way. It's not like they ever record anything one off. No, they they always, like us, do multiples. It was, it was just like the old Tom Snyder show, too, to where the smoking, the smoking made it so much better. I, I wish we could watch Tom Snyder, just, you know, a Tom Snyder channel. And maybe there is. Maybe it's on YouTube. I don't know. I haven't looked. We need to get some Tom Snyder t-shirts. Color teeny? Yeah. I bet a, I bet there are so many just question marks over listener heads right now. Tom's, if you haven't experienced yourself some Tom Snyder, you need to do it. 70s Tom Snyder. ASAP. 70s, 80s. And I'll put some in something here. <laughs> now, one of his biggest fans was Letterman. Yeah, he loved him. And... There was a guy, and I can't remember the guy's name. I may have already talked about this before, so I'm sorry if I have. But a guy wrote... uh, Don't be sorry, man. Just talk about it. A guy wrote a book about the Letterman-Leno fiasco. Yeah, late night. Yeah. And the guy was on Snyder's show on CNBC. Okay. And Snyder would take calls, you know. This is after the... Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, And so he's taking calls, and they're just normal, you know, lame, basic cable call-in. And Letterman calls in. Right. And he's, and I, I've tried to find the clip of it and I haven't found it yet. It may be out there. Matt, if you find it, I'm not paying you any more money. <laughs> I do know this story though. It's great. But Letterman calls in and he's talking about how he works in sand and gravel. Yes. And he's like, well, what do you do? You're like, well, I tell him wh- which is which. <laughs> and the, the, I can't remember the guy, Bill, Bill Snyder, maybe. Is that the guy's name? Maybe. It was something like that. Anyway, he's like, He's just kind of dumbfounded as Tom Snyder and the uh, and Letterman sit there, go back and forth. And then finally, Letterman's like, yeah, you know, whatever. And he's doing all gruff voice. And Snyder has known who it is the whole time. He's right. like, well, that's my new boss. Because that was about <laughs> when Snyder was going to go to CBS yeah. in the late night position. He was going to work for Worldwide Pants. Worldwide Pants. That's the best damn production company yes. name ever. But Snyder was great. When he... And I... I don't put him up there, but I would put I would tie Snyder and the wheels off of uh, um, mouth guy. I can't think uh, Morton Downey Morton Jr. Downey Jr. Yeah, and so wheels off Joe. Was it Joe Franklin? Joe Franklin, my friends. Yes, yes. the one all, that Billy Crystal would yes. do. The all three of those, you know, they're their own little like talking about time capsules. It's a time of TV that's just you don't have it now. Right, you know, we filled it with such unique characters. We filled it with judge shows and shit like that. Yep. 
where it's the lowest common denominator. And we're in, just like Texas Country Reporter, we're missing out on people that are interesting because they're interesting, not because they're interesting because they're assholes or they've got an axe to grind with somebody and they're just bad behavior. We're missing all that now. Yeah, where is our Merv Griffin? Where is our Dick Cavett? Exactly. Now, there is a lot of Dick Cavett online that you can watch. Yeah. And that holds up well. That Dick Cavett with uh, Buckley is good. Yes. Yeah. With him and Woody Allen. Yeah. And I love Woody Allen. And Laugh-In. We we need to do a whole Laugh-In episode. I wish I could find, you know, they showed a little bit in that. I'm getting an Artie Johnson tattoo. It's settled. Oh, yep. Well, you've already got one. Never mind. And here's my Ruth Buzzy. Oh. Ruth Buzzy's somewhere in Texas. She's still alive? She's still alive. Like, she has a ranch Good somewhere night. around, like, Waco or If south. she outlives me, I'm going to be so pissed. Well, if you I, don't go I'm, to the doctor. I'm going mean, to have to go to the doctor. That, that is the motivation I that, needed. That's your Ruth only Buzzy. goal in life is to outlive Ruth Buzzy. Would it's you? a reasonable goal. Would you, Ruth Buzzy? 68 era Ruth Buzzy, would you? <sighs> I don't know, man. How about how about uh, Laugh-In era Goldie Hawn? She's sure. a little skinny. She's a little skinny. I, I I don't have the body shaming of skinny people that you do. I I do have it. I'm sorry. I like them plump, but you're you're too exclusive with that. You need to welcome all shapes I've and sizes. I've been heavy a long time. I like them plump. <laughs> I'm all about that base. <laughs> See, this right here is where we need heavy. This is where we miss heavy. Well, believe me, they'll be heavy in this episode. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be dropped in. <laughs> In the most sophisticated of ways. Even though he's not physically with us. He's tastefully, with done. Us. Tastefully. tastefully done. Tastefully done. He's going to sound perfect. I'm sure he will. I like him natural. Well, I w- we had an email. We got a lot of emails still, but I'm saving some for Heavy, so I apologize if you're still waiting on... Well, Heavy's the one everybody likes. He, everybody does... Well, they like you, Well, they like Heavy. Now, Heavy is the... Just like he's always been the mayor... He's the mayor of the podcast, too. I'm definitely the listener's least favorite, and I'm okay with that. This is from Fake Bailey J, because I texted her and told her that we needed something since you and I were doing by ourselves. Well, you're definitely her least favorite. I damn sure. Absolutely. She tells me that. She all knows the time. you too well to like you. She's, she knows me way too well. And I have some stories that I'm still saving to actually get her here, like the time that I went deaf in one ear because of her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, a, yeah. Now I'm remembering that, yeah. All right. So this is titled, Be Arthur's Dick. Is there any chance I could turn her? I doubt it. Okay. I doubt it. I won't even try. I mean, try. we can check. She hasn't ever met you, so just the sheer meeting of you might turn her instantly. <laughs> the only experience I've had with that, it turned the other way. Well, that's only my experience, <laughs> too. Me and uh, Glenn311, I think, have both uh, dated those that have eventually uh yep sought the company of me me too that'll be our next uh we'll have him on and we'll do a whole episode on we really that. do how hey, to how to turn them how to turn them <laughs> tell me where to turn them <laughs> <laughs> hey it was great meeting point break dave oh man so cool such a smile talker yeah i wish he wouldn't ask me for money but other than that he was really nice he's a pretty nice dude we gave him a shirt all right back to b arthur's dick <laughs> Always a good segue. The Wait, before you say it, be author mod days, would you? Oh, I would, yes, while you watched. 
While you filmed. Man, Adrian Barbeau on uh, that show. Let's not, okay, let's not even get into not, Adrian Barbeau. Adrian we, Barbeau talk has happened before, and it will right. happen again. No. Okay, sorry. But yes, definitely would do B. Arthur. <laughs> You're, see, you've always been a closet feminist. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, because that's what happens when people say Gustav. They think <laughs> feminist. Yeah. When you think Gustav, you think Maud. I think Valley Butcher, I think he may have pissed somebody off the other day. He posted a picture of someone else's bookshelf, and it's like, this is the antithesis <laughs> oh, yeah. of Gustav's. And they don't know who the hell I am. They're like, should I be offended? <laughs> Wasn't there something on there about birds, too? That I think like... there, was, there was lots of stuff about feels. Yes. So weird. All right. The S10 story was so great, and it reminded me of a simpler time. Growing up, we always had old cars, so we were constantly breaking down. Being that it was the 903, my mama thought it was fine to flag someone down to drive her and her two small children back home. When Daddy got home from work, we'd all go get the broken down car. Good times. I want to interject here. All right. Fake Bailey J, as I've mentioned, is kind of like a goth-looking punky Brewster type. Okay. But her mama is this very, um, she just has kind of a, Elegant, kind of designing women. Oh, okay. Type. Very Dixie Carter. Very Dixie Carter-ish, you know. Right. Not as Southern debonair. Yeah, not as quite uh, as much grit as Dixie Carter, but kind of get the idea. Classy. She's Southern classy, classy. But she's also, she's well, got a little bit of a... Uh, well, Southern classy means she has a flask in her purse. Well, there's whole stories about fake Bailey J's mama and her best friend, yes. <laughs> okay. That's a whole other thing that maybe we can, when we get her on here, she can go into. With that sort of childhood, I recently thought it was a good idea to pick up a guy wanting a ride to the bus station. She's not told me this story. <laughs> a lot of red flags there. As soon as I told him to get in, I thought, well, that might not have been the best idea. The gentleman's name was William, and he was quite the talker. He immediately asked that I pardon his breath because he'd been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderbird, no doubt. He then continued Sterno, probably. <laughs> he then continued to tell me all about hanging with and drinking with his cousin all night. How his other cousin kept borrowing his money. Is his cousin named Brad? Sure. How, <laughs> and that he doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're reading this for the first time. I'm reading this for the first time. All right, so um, he's an, Amer- an African American gentleman, and. William does not like most other black people, apparently, and he grew up in the area. And she says, people love talking to me. This email has gone on for way too long. I apologize. All right. So uh, she survived it. And I guess that's it, that we have a a, a self-racist African-American man that drinks too much. His cousin's borrows money. This reminds me of the uh, Dave Chappelle, Biggs, Clayton Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby, yeah. Sketch. That is... That's one of those classic things. And, you know, I, I, my wife and I have exp- have shown the kids lots of different things. And probably we've taken things too far, but I've held off on Chappelle's show. <laughs> yeah, it might be. That might be good. Because I'm like, a little well, more time. I don't want to, you know, let's give this a little bit more time to simmer. Uh, Start them with InfoWars and then just ease them in. Uh, uh, we, I told you we used to play the uh, I'm a human tirade. <laughs> On the way to basketball games, didn't I? No. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I got my 10-year-old like, I'm a human. <laughs> He's going to be spouting that at school and y'all are going to get a CPS call. I, look, I have made the uh, 
the statement. All right, that's for family use only. All right, much home, time like home use only. When there, <laughs> there's questions about boners or something, I'm like, okay, this is home talk only. All right, right. we're not going to share this with the rest of the world. We're not going to educate everybody. All right, fake Bailey J. I appreciate you uh, that you survived, and it was nice of you to help young William get to the bus station. Say hello to your mother for me, too. Say hello to your mother for Her mother is a, um, I can, I called her one day on her birthday. Okay. And I told her I really thought she was hot. (laughs) Were you robed at the time? (laughs) I was at work. (laughs) But I was telling her all the stuff. And, you know, she's happily married and she didn't know who the hell I was. Nobody's happily married. I mean, she knows me, but she didn't, you know. And so I went on and on to probably about five or ten minutes, which she didn't hang up on me. Hey. That's... You know what that is? Green light. I'm reeling it in, you know. And then I called her, fake Bailey J, to tell her, and like just to wait for her mom to call her. And sure enough, she's like, you won't believe (laughs) (laughs) She's got... She's still still telling that story. She's telling that today. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to you. Uh, Nothing that anybody would want to listen to. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure anybody wants to listen to this anyway. Um... If you want to share your family member that has been on a national game show or even a local one, how about Bowling for Dollars? Bring it, Vern Lundquist. Let's see if you can top tie, and I guess we'll talk to you later. Bye. Adios. <laughs> Let's see. Now, there ought to be some alcohol in here somewhere. Oh, what have we got? Marinated artichoke hearts. You ever have a real good artichoke high, Alex? Cut it out, Uncle Ned. You you really don't need this. Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. Now, it may not be Miller time, but it is vanilla time. Just look at you, kid. Now, remember, don't drive and bake. believe this you just drank a whole bottle of vanilla extract i'm sorry did you want some i'm gonna want some gas for this oh thank god i thought you weren't gonna use any oh the gas isn't for you seymour it's for me you see i'm gonna really enjoy this in fact i'm gonna use my special gas mask I find a little giggle gas before I begin increases my pleasure enormously. And world-class championship wrestling, I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Saldy. Good night from Dallas, Texas.